Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. You date me a podcast where me Nicole Byer uh, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could push me in a puddle, uh, uh, <laughs> and I would roll over and say, "I'm glad I got wet and you didn't." I love you. My guest today is a comedian and host of F Boy Island. I think that might be why Nicole. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I'm also running. I've done these for like four years or five years, however long I've done yeah. podcasts. I'm like running low on them. Sure. Anyway, the voice you're hearing is Nikki Glazer. So Nikki has a new comedy special, Good Clean Filth, which is available on HBO Max. And you have you have a podcast. Wait, what is your podcast called? It's called the Nikki Glazer Podcast, and it's uh, four days a week, uh, Monday through Thursday. Um, and I do it out of my apartment with my ex roommate, uh, best friend Andrew Collin, and we just sit and do it every day. Um, you also I don't know have why. a e show called <laughs> yeah. Welcome Home, Nikki Glazer. You just like you have so fucking much going on. Do you have a, do you have problems with like too much taking on too much and just saying yes to everything? Because yes. everything now we're at this level in our careers where we fought for so long to like be able to get <laughs> things, and now we're getting mm-hmm. offered things that are like things that if they were offered to us ten years ago, we would have been like that is. All I've ever wa- wanted uh-huh. to do, and now you have to turn things down, and so it's it's tough, you know. But yeah, I do a lot. You do too, though. It feels wild. It does feel wild because I do do a lot, but there is some stuff that I've had to say no to. But you're right. Ten years ago, I'd be like, Nicole, you stupid bitch. Yeah. What if nobody asks you to do another thing ever again? You have to say yes. That's the fear. Is like I'm gonna age, and they're gonna 
put me out to the farm upstate and then I'm going to go, why didn't you accept that one thing where you could have, you know, it, it, there's that fear that you are, um, yeah, if, that you've go, if you go away for a vacation for like two yes. weeks, they'll forget about you. Yes, which is devastating and just a little sad. You have so many hours out. I had, this is my third hour, but yeah, then I okay. did two. I did a half hour for Comedy Central and then a, two half hours for Netflix. So yeah. I total four and a half hours. My God. That's too much stand-up. No, I'm honestly wildly impressed and like... I'm precious. I'm like, no, I can't do that 10 minutes there. No, no, JFL, you cannot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just, you too. I, I, I've, I've learned to be less precious about it because I've just learned to go, okay, well, I'll just have to write a better joke. And, mm -hmm. and that will, that will be the only thing that will actually get me to write is the pressure of having to do something new. Um, but I also, um, yeah, I just, I, I have a hard time saying no. I am, I'm about to go up to JFL. Uh, just for last comedy festival, they just asked me like yesterday because someone mm -hmm. dropped or someone got COVID and they're like, can you come up here <laughs> and do only crowd work for 10 minutes? And it's going to air on like Facebook or something, but mm -hmm. it will, if it doesn't go well, it'll haunt me the rest of my life and will be the reason that people go, she's not good. Look at that, you know, um, uh -huh. but I'm terrified. Do you do crowd work? I think I'm doing that show too. You are? I don't really do crowd work, but I did say yes to this show and I'm a little nervous about it because I really, I don't talk to them. <laughs> Me neither. And people think that we do because everyone thinks that comedians like love interacting with the crowd. Mm -hmm. and, and and it's so, there's so many clips of it now on TikTok and Instagram reels of yes. people doing crowd work. And so now it's become this thing that people just expect of us. And uh, especially with my background doing roasts, people mm -hmm. sit front row at my shows wanting oh, me to talk to them. Yes. And I don't do any crowd work ever, Nicole. Like I like to skip, <laughs> skip to a script. I like to be in control. Uh -huh. I don't do it at all. But the reason I like doing this, and I think this might get you over your nerves, because initially I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, that's not what I do. But then I now I have an excuse for if it goes wrong, it's 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 because it's not what I do. It's because I don't do crowd work. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, I, I had to flip it in my head. So then I go, mm -hmm. OK, now I have an excuse, which is oftentimes what I do for myself, too, is, um, you know, even talking about like why why I'm ever single. It's always like. Cause I have too much going on in my life mm -hmm. to fit it. Like there's, there's always an excuse for why I don't have the thing that I want. And I protect myself. I bolster myself with all these excuses as to if, if anyone ever comes after me. I like this. I'm stealing it. It's the best. Stealing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you, what's going on with your dating life? You know, she's a single gal. She's, <laughs> she's on the apps. She's meeting people in person who are all married. I don't know. <laughs> I know. They're always married. Always. When I started working, I was like, people talk about like meeting someone on set. Everyone on a set is married. I know. I When did we hit the age where we Everybody. start looking at rings? Like I realized that was a specific age where I started looking at their hands to go, are they wearing a ring? I would say 30, 32. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where you start to go. Oh, I got to start doing that. Mm -hmm. And before I was just checking to see if they were still wearing a high school like ring. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that means you peaked then. <laughs> now, if I see a guy with a yeah, like now it's just checking for a ring, whether he's married or if he's just a guy that wears rings, which is also a red flag. That is a red flag. <laughs> I didn't even know high schools had rings. I didn't either. Until I was so far out of high school. I was like, wait, this is a thing. <laughs> I know. This is wild. I would never. 
I I mean, my high school was fine. I'm not trying to rep them for the rest of my life. I don't know anyone who is, but that is a thing. My 20th anniversary is coming up, and I'm just like, oh, none of my friends want to go. I want to go because I'm famous, <laughs> and that's the reason you become famous is to go back to your high school, have a Romeo and Michelle moment. I'm like, yes. I'm telling my friends from high school, I'm like, you bitches got to go with me. Like, wh what's the worst that can happen? Like, and they're all like, well, we're not, you know, I'm not loving my life, or, you know, even if they are, they're just like, I mm -hmm. just don't, it's too much pressure. And I'm like, no, it's so, f it, we got to go back. I don't like the people that are too cool for it either, but I am excited. I would like to see some people from high school. I ran into a friend from high school. We were talking about high school and I was like, high school is wilder than I remember. Damn. Yeah. Like, what were you like in high school? Well, what was I like? Loud. I've always <laughs> just been a very loud person, but I did um, track and field because in high school, we had to like work out in the weight room for gym. And then my gym teacher was like, lift this, Nicole. And I was like, okay. And he's like, lift that. And he's like, you're pretty strong. And I said, all right. And he was like, you should do track and field. So then I did shot put, which is the fat girl sport. And I was good at it without trying. And then my coach was so annoyed with me all the time. He'd be like, if you just would practice, you would get better. And I was like, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy smoking weed, drinking, and being in the play. Yeah, I did plays too. And like, that's so interesting you say like, that's, isn't, don't you feel like that's why, at least I think that's why I do anything is someone goes, hey, you you seem to have a knack for this. Like uh -huh. it takes someone going like, you're good uh -huh. at this. You're good at this. Why don't you keep, yeah, I started doing improv. And my teacher was like, you're good at this. And I was like, I guess I'll keep doing it. I'll do it forever. <laughs> like I've always just wanted to be special at something. And that mm -hmm. was never the thing for me. I like as a child, just always longing to be talented or to be, to stand out in any way. Like I was, I was wanting to have like a diagnosis of, of like, when my one time my dentist assumed I had autism when I was like nine because I told him mm -hmm. that I really liked the the weighted blanket thing they put on you for x-rays I was like I really like this I always look forward to it and he was like yeah a lot of autistic kids do and I was like yes I'm something <laughs> and I, I just wanted to be special in some way other than a way that seemed like a burden mm -hmm. were you like the class clown I mean you said you were loud that usually translates to like oh yeah class clown so famously, I did not receive class clown or say, yeah. bound as a superlative. Ugh. But yeah, I guess like people thought I was funny. I yeah. think. I don't know. Yeah. It's very hard. Oh, my God. I'm like hitting my microphone. It's very hard to like remember how people thought of me like 20 years ago or 15 years ago. I don't know how. I'm but like, I bet they tell you, Nicole, because now you're famous and they go, we would have never seen this for you or we, oh, we knew even then. Like, do you get any feedback like that from people from the past? No. Okay. Nobody from my past has really reached out to me. They're not confirming or denying your talent? Really made no impact on anybody. <laughs> Nobody was like, oh, I got to tell Nicole something. Well, I have a couple yeah. of like, Friends whose moms have reached out to be like, wow, oh, wow, you're doing it. We always knew you would. Oh, there you go. Okay. It's because everyone's jealous. I'm sorry. It's like if people aren't saying anything, <laughs> they're jealous. And that's fine. I'm a jealous person, too. I felt that before where I'm like, I'm not going to acknowledge it because she already thinks she's hot shit. And so I'm not going to add to it. But it's almost like silence is more of an indication that someone is like impressed with you. 
than mm-hmm. than them even saying anything or liking your posts. Like, I just think that there's sometimes I live in St. Louis. Like, I moved back to my hometown during the pandemic, and I've just stayed here. Wait, you live and in, you live there now? Yeah, currently, I live here now. Everyone thinks I just moved here for my reality show because it's like, oh, that's a good concept. You know, this girl mm-hmm. that's kind of made it moves back home, but it came out of me actually doing it and then just staying. So I I live here in St. Louis now, and people are not impressed at all by having someone like by like I'll go get my hair done and they're like so what's so what's going on I'm like oh you know I'm doing just getting my hair done because I'm doing you know Seth Meyers on Monday and then I'm doing this interview like I'll start like kind of like casually bragging (laughs) not because I think I'm sweet but because it's kind of interesting I would have liked to know Mm -hmm. if if someone that I was working with was going to be on TV because that's all that mattered to me so I just drop it as kind of like isn't this interesting? Like, and they're like, I don't care. Do you want the balayage or do you want highlights? <laughs> yeah. And do you want a gloss that I'm going to just act like is something that I'm going to throw on, but is really going to cost you $150 on the back end? <laughs> don't you love that when they just go, oh my God, I think you could use, do you want to do a gloss? And you just go, oh my God, yes. And then it's $150. It's like you should tell, I always feel like I go to um, get my, it's like when you get your oil changed when mm-hmm. I go to get my hair done. There's so many additional costs, but they don't give a fuck here about Famous people, which makes sense because if they did, they would go to New York or L.A. and like be where Mm -hmm. that stuff is going on. It's kind of refreshing that they don't care. But I cared so much when I used to live here. A lot of my family doesn't give a shit. They're just like, oh, okay. Are you hurt by that? No, because it's like, I don't care about the office you work in. Yeah, but your office does not include you know, the cast members of The Office and like people, you're not like, we are meeting interesting people. You just made a movie with some really exciting, like we are getting, it's not like we're bragging about it. It's interesting. These are people we all know. That's why we like celebrities. They're like the high school. It it unites America into a high school where it's all people (laughs) we all know and we have a commonality. And so when people act like they're not into these things or I understand if you're really just, oh, I don't know who that is and I don't really watch Mm -hmm. TV. That's fine. But these people who try to act like they don't care i'm sorry like i I feel like i'm tired of people being over (laughs) like too cool for things i think it's just so it just sometimes i just my mom is really hurt because she was on my reality show as, as well as my dad and um she is still like recuperating. I went over to her house the other day because the, the whole season aired and her whole, she has nine brothers and sisters and not mm-hmm. one of them wrote to her and was like, good job on your show. And she's on every episode and she's the star of every episode. My mom is so funny. Never been on TV before. Wait. Because they're all so goddamn jealous. They can't stand it. Wait, that's so wild that no sibling was like, on TV. Yeah, I, none that's of the them. the least you can do. To not acknowledge it means they definitely knew and did it. Like, it's not like they didn't know. My mom even told them, like, hey, watch the premiere tonight. Nothing. Nothing from Nancy, <gasps> Jimmy, Michael, Julie, Tom, or Peggy, Chucky, Sally, Bobby, Mom, and Dad. Like, I know the whole thing. My mom, for 10 kids, there's like the, you know, that's she so can list many, them all off. It's too so many. many siblings. What kind of house did she grow up in? Was it? It's like a, it was. It was a time we Cincinnati. No Catholic. I mean, you just no protection and. As oh many wait, kids that is a possible. Catholic thing, right? Because like the Lord wants you to have as many as you can. No, yeah, do not use protection and like yes, have as many as possible. Even though you're destitute, and I mean, maybe I don't. It was it, I resent it, but they're uh, they're all still alive. They're also going. My mom's number seven, and 
I got, I got, I, I look at all of them and I love all my aunts and uncles, but I go, I got the best one. Thank God. Aww, whatever, whatever that's she, sweet. she, there's a lot of dysfunction up in that house. And I got the one, <laughs> she fell in the birth order of like, oh, she, she's pretty awesome. But, um, but yeah, it just, it's a, I've gotten used to it because over the years, my parents have always on my behalf been so mad of like, why don't they ever ask about your success about like my family? And I'm like, cause they don't care. And they're kind of resentful because their kids maybe aren't doing important things. And <laughs> not that this is like, I'm changing the world or anything. It's just like I'm saying interesting. And I'm sure I'm even listening to myself talk and I'm like, Ooh, shut up. You think you're so sweet. And that is not the case. <laughs> I don't think I'm sweet. I really actually think I'm quite un, uh, not special and have tricked everyone into thinking I'm you sweet. You are special. <laughs> I think everyone is special in their own way, which is very oh, diplomatic. That never makes like, me feel true. good. <laughs> I know it is, but that never made me feel good when I would be like, mom, I'm ugly. And she'd be like, be happy with what God gave you. And I'm like, you tell me there's no God all the time. So <laughs> what am I, but just that like, uh, yeah, I I just feel like I've gotten used to like people just not caring, and in the and they're right. Like celebrity and this pursuit of fame and whatever we're pursuing anymore. I mean, do you ever have that moment where you go? Clearly, we got into comedy and wanting to be on TV for the attention and the love yeah. of strangers, and eventually you get that and you go, "Well, this ain't it. What what else do I got?" And then I mean. If I have to really dig in, <laughs> don't, please don't. I do think <laughs> it's too painful. Maybe I'm broken. No, I know that. Like, I like making people laugh. That fills a void in me. Yeah. Some sort of weird little void gets filled when I can make a room full of people laugh, or like I make the the cashier at Whole Foods laugh. I'm like, mm, they're gonna yes. think about that later. Like, <laughs> I was yes. leaving. I went to Comic-Con and I was leaving and I had checked my bags uh, with like the, I don't know, in this giant room because we were walking around for the last day. And I went back to get it and I had a bag of food. Or no, I was checking the, the luggage in and I had a bag of food. And the guy checking it in was like, are you checking in the food too? And I said, no. He's like, really? You're not going to leave the food with me? I said, no. In fact, I'm going to sit here and eat it in front of you. And he laughed. <laughs> He laughed. And then as I was walking away, he laughed again. And I was like, oh. I think I got a double laugh. And I was like, wow, I can live off that for the rest of the day. <laughs> That's really a good point. It does feel good to have those random moments. I, I forget that that's probably what drew me to it uh, initially was just like giving, handing out little pieces of joy throughout the day. Because mm -hmm. I forget how much laughing does fucking lift your spirits. I think that... As comics, we just see so much comedy that we kind of become like, oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's yep. funny. And we don't like laugh. But man, when I'm able to like, re I can't think of the last time I really like, I, I guess like when I'm around my girlfriends from high school, I really giggle hard. And it does, it does do something. You forget about e everything else. It, it, We are bringing joy to people. I forget that. The last time I laughed so hard, I like, my body hurt. I was with Sashira Mateo. <laughs> and we were at a restaurant and like so she kept doing things to, that were just really fun yeah like i just we were the loudest table there and like laughed so hard i love laughing which oh sounds like God, a really too. dorky thing to say but i'm like <laughs> i just love a d 
<laughs> it sounds like something that would be on a mimeograph over your aunt's, uh, you know, toilet in the guest bathroom. What's a mimeograph? I don't even know. I said it and I did, was hoping you wouldn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something I heard referenced before. But like, uh, I don't I literally don't know. And um, I'm embarrassed that I don't. I it's use words okay. all the time that I don't know. I'm just I've gotten to the age where I don't like being left out. So if I don't know what something is, I'll be oh. like, I'll look dumb. I don't give a shit. I would like to be involved. What is it? Yes. Like, it's okay if you don't know something. That there's mm-hmm. not, It's not okay if you use a word that you know you don't know and it's alienating <laughs> other people. That deserves to be called out. And I appreciate it, Nicole. But it isn't bad if you don't know. Like, if you're just like, oh, wait, yeah. what is that? What's going on over in Ukraine? Like, I don't know. Some people miss shit, you know? Like, yeah. we can't know everything. Some days you miss that day in class where they taught Roman numerals or how to read a clock or what you know mm-hmm. and a clock or a clock with Roman numerals that's a that's a that's a thinker double doozy and that's not nice <laughs> and I don't know why anybody would ever do it pig latin is a thing I do not understand oh yeah well, I don't think anyone needs to know that you like put the back in the front and I'm like why did we do that that's and then you add a why I don't know yeah Nikki I have a question for you Yes. So you host F Boy Island. I watched mm-hmm. half of the first season. I need to finish it because I enjoyed it so much. Oh my gosh, thank you. Why isn't it just called Fuck Boy Island? Is it because it's on a streaming platform where like children's eyes are? Yes, exactly. I thought that because it would be HBO or like, you know, HBO Max, HBO, it's like, HBO is where everything is like uncensored and that mm-hmm. was the first place where you could get really raw and dirty and comedy specials and I was like what's going on here but HBO Max is more family friendly than HBO and and you know like even books like the subtle art of not giving a fuck or like um mm-hmm. yeah you know uh what's that one don't fuck with cats like movies and stuff that have the word fuck in it like they suffer being able to be promoted on things like Jimmy Fallon or the oh, Today yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you can't even start the conversation getting promotional materials to those people. If you start with like, oh, well, bleep it. They go, yeah. we don't even bleep. Like, I'm dealing with something right now where the we're supplementing the word freak for fuck. And even like this network is like, I don't know about freak because people know that you're trying to say fuck. And it's like, okay. Like, I think that that's why. And then- but I really did feel stupid the first, I think, 15 minutes of the show, like the first day when it was like, welcome to F-Boy Island. I'm like, this sounds so dumb. How is anyone ever going to take us seriously? Which we never really ask for that. But mm-hmm. it, within 15 minutes of saying it like three times, I was like, oh, that's just what it is. And it becomes easy. Yeah, and it's fine. I, I will say at first I was like, F-Boy. Well, it's a fuck boy. F-Boy. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then I was fine with it. Uh, but I just love, 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 love. That it's like a self-proclaimed fuckboy who's like, yes, yes, this is who I am. Yeah. Do I care about feelings? Not a no. day in my whole life. <laughs> no. These guys, yeah, the show is like, and it's in the second season and you can stream it all now um, on HBO Max. It is really addictive and it's really a lot more fun than people think it might be. And and a lot of people that aren't into dating reality shows, which mm-hmm. I always have been, so you don't need to ever convince me, but people that are like, they, they tend to really like the show because it makes fun of itself. And it, mm-hmm. but it also is, you know, relationships do develop things, you know, as the host, I was kind of like, is this even gonna 
work? Like, what if these girls don't like these guys? And I remember one of the producers on like the first day being like, you guys, Nikki thinks that these girls might not like these guys. And I was like, well, I've seen a group of 20 guys before and been like, no, none of them, you know, like that's possible. But you get to spend time with them. And you talk about them nonstop and you don't have Uh your phones. Uh And it's all you do is talk about these guys. I could get you to like a remote control and, and be in love with it. If all you did was talk about that remote control and talk to producers about, well, you and that remote control soon to be getting along like i can uh-huh. make you fuck a you know a uh, apple tv remote honestly there's times where i say maybe i will fuck a remote i mean if the gentlemen aren't coming just tether it though because you don't want to lose it up there <laughs> oh i'd be so sad if i lost a remote and i had to use my kegels to change the channel <laughs> you're like which one is ox (laughs) trying to hit ox with your fucking g-spot um yeah it's it's a really um the the self-proclaimed f-boy aspect of it all is so interesting because that is what i like about the show because there's guys that claim to be nice guys not claim Mm -hmm. like announce like they're there to find love they really they treat women well they don't lie to have sex or to you know get a relationship and then there are guys that are like i'm an f-boy and I lie to women and I'm motivated mm-hmm. by sex and clout and money and there's money on the line. So it behooves these guys to pretend yes. to be nice guys. And the girls don't know who, who is who, but I really do actually end up liking the F boys more because at least they're being honest. They're being honest. There's yes. something nice about someone telling you they're a piece of shit and they're not telling <laughs> the girls because it's the gameplay, but they're mm-hmm. telling the audience. They're like, I go, you guys have to like go out into the world after this show. You know, like you have to be, you're all like, we work in businesses where people mm-hmm. have to trust you. Like, how is anyone ever going to trust you guys again? But they don't care. But here's the thing. It's like, I'm an F boy. I'm terrible. I bet there's just girls lining up in their DMs to be like, treat me bad, daddy. Or they're like, I don't really care either. And they're like signing up to get her. Like people's, the way people operate is so fucking wild. It's Insane. I really do think, and I don't mean to get political, I think Trump has proven that if you are just terrible outright (laughs) and are blatant about it, it will only make you more famous and more successful. If you just are as awful as you, and if the bed of nails thing, like if Trump did one of the things that he's done wrong, it would be horrible. But if you do enough, you can lay down on the bed of nails and it doesn't hurt you. So these guys coming out there and saying, all the times they've cheated, how they lie. Like you see them tell a girl one thing and then it cuts to them in an interview being like, I didn't mean any of that. You're just like, and I think there is that thing in women where you're like, I can change him. You know, like I'll be the one. Because again, it goes back to the special thing. We want to feel special. We want to feel like different than the rest. And if you're able to convert and if you're able to get a nice guy to like you, you're like, oh, of course, what, how hard is that? (laughs) You know, but if you're able to get these F boys to go, I want to stop fucking around and I'm obsessed with this girl and I want to chase her. I got him to settle down. It's all fear of intimacy. And sad. Yeah, it's all, you know, I used to do that where I would pursue men who were in relationships or who were long distance or who were just, or I would think they were available. I'd be like, finally, I'm pursuing a guy who's single and in my same city. And then I'd realize he's emotionally unavailable. So Mm -hmm. I'd find a way because I did not have self-esteem. I still struggle with it. But I thought... You know, we, you can't love someone until you can love yourself. I mean, like I just didn't love myself. And so I never, I wanted, only wanted someone who also saw me that way. And then Mm -hmm. I could convince because I was trying to convince myself that I'm lovable. And if I get someone who actually 
thinks I'm unlovable and is not a bit like, and I can't get close to them. So, cause if someone gets close to me, they'll realize I'm not lovable. So why don't I go for a guy with a girlfriend? Because he could never really mm-hmm. get to know me. I'll never really trust him enough to get intimate with him. And it's just, that's what I realize about all these F boys. It's like, I, I say the F stands for fragile because they're just oh. fearful, fragile, and, um, uh, another F word that I couldn't think of, but like just trying to men trying to avoid intimacy because mm-hmm. they all are just obsessed with their bodies, obsessed with, you know, their image on Instagram, obsessed with followers, all these shallow things because they don't feel whole on the inside, which obviously is so very relatable. Mm-hmm. But, and it seems like those guys like should have more confidence than anyone in the world. They're all like, they have perfect muscles and they're mm-hmm. in the, in the, prime of their lives age wise looks wise and the right amount of oil all over their bodies and it just feels like (laughs) these guys are killing it but they really are so sad deep down it's uh, and you realize that because they're they're using women and they're treating women disposably because Mm -hmm. no if anyone gets close it'll remind them of their mom that told them they weren't lovable or like uh, they they inherently don't feel lovable so just keep everyone at a distance and that's what i love about the show is that these guys if you watch it long enough, especially in the second season, I feel like it gets into these guys and like why they're like this. And it's, it's, and, and how starved men are in particular men are for any kind of gentleness or emotional vulnerability. They have, they have none of it in their lives. Men don't talk to anyone. And I don't mean that as a blanket statement, but I, I find that in my life and the men I've dated, they just, my boyfriend and I started going to therapy for the first time and he said afterwards, he was like, I've never said my thoughts to someone before. How interesting. And it blew my mind. I mean, you and I are loud bitches. Like, mm-hmm. we say every thought. Like, can you imagine yeah. having thoughts, like <laughs> racing thoughts and never saying them out loud? That's what men do. No, couldn't do it. Men don't articulate. And that's helpful. Like, when you are struggling with something, thinking it through in the shower when you're going to sleep, that helps. Mm-hmm. But saying it, journaling, that's why journaling is helpful. Like, you need to get it out to process it, to see it. And if men don't do that, like, you don't really have a shot at ever working through stuff to not get it out. And I just, I feel so sad for boys that don't have that opportunity. I'm so glad that more like hot dudes are being and successful, strong men are being more vulnerable about like crying yeah. therapy. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We got to take a break. This show is sponsored by better help. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey. 
Did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better, and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta, muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Yeah, I think like it would just behoove us to be like, hey, boys, you can hug another boy. You can hug your best friend. You can tell your best friend when you're sad. You can tell your best friend when you're happy. You know, you can just tell people your thoughts and your feelings and it's okay. It's so foreign to them. It's like as foreign as it would be for us to like punch each other. Like That's why they like fight. I realize is because it's the only time they get to touch each other. Like they just want to be held so much. And I always call MMA mama. Mama. <laughs> My boyfriend does not appreciate it, but I'm always like, you want to watch mama? That's very funny. They just want to touch. Yeah. Cause I mean, football, that's all about touch and you get in a pile. You pile up, you hit each other, you kind of hug each other. Yeah. What else? Yeah, MMA, wrestling, that's hugging. There's just this, they're just so black and white about like, this is gay and this is hetero. And there's nothing, anything emotional. And it, I, I'm not, I used to be mad at men for like, why don't you touch each other? Why don't you hug? Why don't you go to therapy? And it's like, it really is not taught to, they, they, it's like asking someone to hug who doesn't have arms. Like they mm -hmm. can't do it. They don't. They don't know how. And it's it's so hard. It's like I'm just if we would have done this podcast a week ago, I was like my boyfriend. And I broke up for like the 18th time in our nine years of dating off and on. And we're back together. But it's like he I'm only with him now because he's able to actually admit like, OK, maybe talking about my feelings. Maybe I don't have it all figured out and I'm going to be a little bit more emotional and risk maybe admitting I don't know what I'm doing or mm -hmm. that I'm scared of this thing or that that made me sad or that maybe admitting that I'm angry about something like these things are also foreign to him and he's a 40 year old man and it's just but now once you break that like they then they find strength in it and then they they also realize like we're super horned up for it like I think that's the thing they don't know is that women really actually like men who emote at least I do horny for feelings I like to know what's going on so wait, so you guys have been on and off for nine years. Nine years. And he, did he live in St. Louis or did he move back as well? 
Well, we met in New York City nine years ago. I did an MTV show called Nikki and Sarah Live. It was my like first TV show, and he was mm-hmm. a producer on that. And he just happened to be from the same town as I was. We never knew each other growing up. We lived a mile and a half apart, like or you know three miles apart. And then we dated uh, for like three or four years. He did. He created my show Not Safe with Me on Comedy mm-hmm. Central, which uh, I believe you did, right? I did, and I yeah. thought it was a genuinely good show. So oh, when it was canceled, thanks, I was like. I'm confused as to what Comedy Central thinks comedy is. No, that's really nice. I, you were like, I, I remember, it's so funny, like how much, I've been in the business long enough that I don't remember doing the TV mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. Like, that is like, wild. <laughs> but um, no, thank you. So we created that show together and then that got canceled and we kind of were like, well, we're canceled. Like we kind of fell out of, and then we took like a f- five year break where some of that was like, friends with benefits and then I would always have sex with him too soon or just like start having sex with him because I'm like it's my ex-boyfriend like of course I'm gonna Mm -hmm. I lived with this person why would I like be like oh only dry humping like of course I'm gonna have sex (laughs) and I didn't realize I was getting like very attacked like I would not want to date him I would know what he's capable of he's not someone I want to date but I would want to have the physical connection because we had that going and then I would start sleeping with him and I would fall in love with him again and every time and then I would have to like go through withdrawals of like I can't do this anymore because I would want a relationship and he'd be like well we didn't want that and it was because I was sleeping with him and then I I read a book called Getting to I Do which I'm obsessed Mm with and it's about you know pretty much like it's 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 a manual that uh pretty much tells you how to get a guy to commit by you know not tricking him, but like using methods that psychologically and, you know, through sociologies, anthropology like are proven what? to make men commit. Well, the rules are um, be more feminine, which means stop talking so much and stop oh. saying what you think. Talk more from what your feelings are, which we're taught as women because men don't like their feelings that they don't want our feelings. Mm-hmm. But men love our feelings. They don't like our thoughts so much, but they love our feelings. They don't want to hear what we think. They want to be asked what they think. So the uh-huh. book even says never ask a man how he feels unless he's on fire. But you can always ask a man what he thinks. And so talk, but talk less. And that's why like sometimes when I'm on stage, I'm, it's very masculine energy, what we do. And if you're mm-hmm. looking for a masculine energy, man, you need to be more in your feminine energy as a woman. That doesn't mean that you have to stop doing comedy and stop like being a, a boss bitch for lack of a better, you uh-huh. know, trite phrase. Yeah, sure. But, uh, what you need to do is separate those two. Like I, I think I was taking too much of my masculine energy of like, this is, I'm loud. I know what I want. And I was bringing that into a relationship when really in my relationship, I just want to be held and like nurtured and have my feelings cherished. I don't really care about my thoughts in a relationship. Like someone else do the thinking for me. Like, yeah, decide, drive the car. Like it's essentially Mm -hmm. like, don't, don't try to, don't try to masculine energy, like let men be men because when they're robbed of that, they really, their boners go in their bodies. When a woman is like, (laughs) I think you need to take this exit up here. It's going to make us get there 10 minutes faster. I've learned that if my boyfriend is driving somewhere and I know that he is going to go away, that takes us 10 minutes longer. Let him go that way. Just let it happen because that is going to save me so much time, more than 10 minutes on the back end of that where he feels emasculated and it's not because he's a little bitch that can't take criticism from a woman. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's just about respecting him. And it really, if it's three hours difference, sure, I'll speak up. But if it's a 10 minute thing, I just go, you know what? Let's be 10 minutes late Mm -hmm. and make him not be like a little bit annoyed with me. And it actually takes me out of my energy, which is like, 
I'm more receiving. Like they should, and, and it can it can change as you go in a relationship. They can shift into their feminine when they need it, and you can shift into your masculine. But it always has to it balance like yin and yang. Mm-hmm. So you can go in and out, and that's why I find that a lot of guys that are would pursue me after seeing me on stage or watching roast compilations on YouTube. And they're like, I love, it really turns me on the way you work a mic. I would always be like, we wouldn't work in a relationship because I don't want to talk in a relationship. I mean, I do want to talk, but I want in a relationship, of course I love laughing and I love having opinions. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend and I are so compatible in that way. And he fucking loves watching me on stage. But I take that, I take those pants off in a relationship and I just like to be a quiet hole kind of in a relationship. I just want to be kind of, I just want to be a dumb slut, you know, like, I, and not dumb, but cause he knows I'm smart and he, he says it all the time. He's like, you're smarter than me, but there's something about like all the porn I watch is always, um, me. I like to be the submissive in sex and which is like okay. the opposite of how I run my life. Like I do not like to be out of control in my career in mm-hmm. my interpersonal relationships, but in a sexual romantic relationship, I really like being like, I'm a little babe, not a baby, but like, <laughs> I'm a little lost like, girl. I'm just and I don't I'm know, know You gotta save me. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of nice because like I've, I did a joke about this, but when you're like tied up or like, you know, blindfolded and you're like, you don't have to do anything. You're just like, get to lay back and get mm-hmm. it. Like I, and I like that part of it too, because sex is really exhausting. And I love just like receiving as opposed to just, I need a break. And I think that most people in positions like we're in of being, you know, we're, we're not part of a, we're not part of a band. We're individuals mm-hmm. who have set out on this career that is really scary and you have to have a lot of confidence for it's, we often are more prone to wanting to be submissive in the bedroom because it's the time where we can like let go of that a little bit. So usually like CEOs, like, you know, Bezos loves to get tied up and told he's like a little bitch with like, like your dumb little <laughs> dick. Like I bet you anything Elon Musk likes to be choked and said, you're not, you know, like kind of demeaned because it's the opposite of what we're chronically doing. And it, you would think it would be the other way around. So, and this book also says, don't, don't fuck, don't let their penis in your vagina until they love you because what? men after they come, and especially after they come when their penis has been in your vagina, they they don't like you as much anymore. And there's they you know, they aren't there's no reason for them to stick around. And biologically, it makes sense. And I talk about this in my special. But when a man comes, his body tells him, like, OK, you already came like, you know, everyone men come so that they can procreate. That's the uh-huh. only reason. Right. So their their subconscious says. Um, don't come again with this chick because you already, you did the best. If you didn't get her pregnant this time, you got to wait a month anyway. Like you either did or you didn't. Don't waste another load, precious, precious semen. You know, when we used to be in tribes and like babies die a lot and the harsh winter's coming, like your prerogative is to make as many babies as possible. You live in a tribe, all the women are ovulating. Your body's telling you, get on to the next girl in the teepee next door. She's ovulating too. Like, don't waste another load here. That would be a waste. So men have this flight response after they after they come that makes them want to leave. So you, so what you do is like this book tells you, like, yeah, you can do pretty much anything with them, but just don't let them inside you. For how long? Until they love you. Because here's the ticket. Here's the, here's here's the the point. They will still want to flee after they fuck you, even if they're in love with you. But the only thing men like more subconsciously and uh, 
you know, their monkey brain craves more Mm -hmm. than new pussy is integrity. Men fucking love integrity. And now if a man loves you for a woman, he loves, if, if he will not fuck other women or pursue other women, he will stay with you because it means he has integrity. So mm-hmm. that you have to, this book teaches you, you have to honor men. Subconsciously, you have to do every, everything you do in your relationship and the way you talk to your man. You have to kind of have this undercurrent of like, thank you so much for not fucking other women. You have so much integrity. And they get off so much on that feeling of like, I'm a white knight. God, I didn't fuck another woman. Like, I have so much integrity. And that that will keep them around. That will keep them true to you because their love for you even though they do want to fuck other women, there's no chance they won't. If a man says he doesn't, he's fucking lying to you. But he doesn't because he has integrity and he knows what's important and he wants to be there for the woman he loves. But my problem was I kept having sex with men before they loved me. Mm-hmm. I would I would either assume they did or go, I mean, he must by now. I love him. And I would sleep with them and then they would change afterwards. And I and they wouldn't be as invested in me. And I would feel that that weird feeling that you get sometimes after a guy... You sleep with a guy and they're just a little bit colder, a lot more Uh cold than they were before. And that would just lead to them texting me less. And I go, oh, my God, I gave up the one thing that I had that was keeping them coming back, which was I want to get in that pussy. So when I got back with my ex-boyfriend, I we started dating. I moved back to St. Louis during the pandemic. He moved back too for separate reasons. We both found ourselves in St. Louis. This is, you know, four years after we had last dated. And I had very much established like we just we both were like not interested in being boyfriend and girlfriend because it didn't work and but we both wanted to hook up because we were like why not I mean we have great chemistry but I said we can't have sex because I will fall in love with you I get attached you know the women get attached from having vaginal sex so I told him no sex but we can do everything except sex and I didn't even plan on it working to make me love him more, make mm-hmm. him love me more but it fucking did Nicole like he wait how long did it take it took like, no, I'm not kidding you, like less than a month. And I'm not kidding you. Like I would, I was so not even wanting this guy to be my boyfriend. Like I, we had tried it so many times. I loved him, but like, I just was, we were just having a good time sexually. I didn't want to mm-hmm. get attached. I didn't wear, I would just like look disgusting. I would be like picking at a scab on my like, you know, lip from like having, <laughs> and it would like start bleeding like a vampire. And like, I would answer the door and he'd be like, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, it's like, Wait, he's so falling in love with me. And it was because there was just something about not being able, even though he's been in my vagina, it wasn't like he had not been there before, Mm -hmm. but it it was reestablishing. Like I said to him, it's no offense to you, but my vagina is off limits to anyone who's not like going to be my husband. And you don't have to be my husband. It's not like I'm going to save myself for marriage, but that's Mm -hmm. my husband hole. And he was like, Mm -hmm. what? Like, since when is this going on? I was like, I just, I'm not doing it to trick you into anything. I'm just doing it so I don't get hurt. And it ended up making me, it, first of all, it's so much fun to do everything except sex. When you leave something off the table, mm-hmm. it is so fucking hot to just have something that you're not doing that you play around with. So it created this new intimacy for our relationship that we had never had because we just went right to sex right away in the mm-hmm. past. And it also like made him obsessed with like, I got to get in there. Like, what can I do? And he just started going <laughs> like, what what are you looking for in a husband? And I had to start thinking about it. And then he started... He was open to therapy. He was open to talking about his feelings more. Like all of these things that were had been roadblocks for us in the past. He was like, well, now Nikki has set new boundaries and I respect them. And I really like that she, it made, and men kind of, I don't want to say for my boyfriend, but I think men secretly think 
when a woman sleeps with a man too soon, and I know that this sounds anti-feminist and like, girls, go get it. If you want it, like, I'm not disparaging mm-hmm. anyone. No slut shaming here. Like, I love sluts. But men subconsciously, like, if they get you to have sex with them on the first date, they secretly think, like, if I got her to have sex on the first date, this girl cannot be trusted out there. Even though you only slept with him on the first date because you mm-hmm. actually like him. Like, you don't sleep with everyone on a first date. But he subconsciously goes... This girl, like, she's easy, even though he doesn't even know he thinks that. And there's some kind of, there's something there. So I think that my boyfriend for the first time was like, oh, this, this, it's kind of like the F-boy thing. Like, whoever she lets in there is going to be special. How, Mm -hmm. I want to be special. How can I do that? And it, it, I never thought I'd be a girl who would ever advocate for women, like, withholding or withholding their own pleasure or denying themselves something they want. But I have just letting men in my vagina too soon over and over and over again was not getting me the results I wanted. It wasn't working. And it seems like it would because all men seem to want is pussy. pussy. So why wouldn't it work when you give it to them to make them like you more? And it actually makes them like you less. And it sucks that it's that way, but we need to start talking about it this way. And like, and women, you can have a good time without a dick in your vagina. I know it sucks, but like there's ways around it. There is ways around it, but I do like it. I, I it feels so good. But I always argue when girls go, but I love a dick in there. I always go, well, you think lesbians have like horrible sex lives because they don't have a dick? You make, you can bring in toys. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's almost a reason to bring in toys to be like, I can't have a real life penis in there because I will get attached because my body releases too much oxytocin. Because that's the truth of it. Women get addicted to men that they have orgasms, p- penile orgasms with because- it shoots for us to have an orgasm. It takes 20 times the amount of oxytocin that it takes a man to have an orgasm, which makes sense because it's more difficult for us. But that 20 times the amount of oxytocin, oxytocin being the chemical that shoots off when you do oxy content, like the, the, it's a drug. So that's why women, when you have, you'll have sex with a guy that you're like, this guy fucking sucks. I can have sex with him and not get attached. And then suddenly you're attached and you're like, what happened? And it's not because his dick was so good. It's because you came while his penis was in you. You associate that coming and the oxytocin with him. And then you're spiraling like, oh, my God, he left me on red. Oh, my God, he watched all my Instagram stories except the last one. Oh, my <laughs> God, like he only saw the first one. That means he, d- he accidentally saw it and he clicked off it. So he know like that's when you start spiraling. And so I just I just started realizing like, God damn it. Like as much as I don't want to admit it, having sex which was already so hard for me to do. I lost my virginity at 21. I was scared of sex for years. I had to blackout drink to even engage in sex. And I was finally Mm -hmm. comfortable as a sober individual. I got sober at, or I quit drinking at 27. And before then, 21 to 27, all the sexual encounters were like blackout drunk because I was Mm -hmm. so nervous about like penises and what do I do? Yeah, it's very vulnerable. It's easier to just be very drunk and be like, well, I guess I don't mind that this is happening because I'm drunk. Yeah, I've had lots and lots and lots of drunk sex. Sober sex is fun in a way that I didn't understand until I had it. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, it is drunk. Sex is very interesting. Dating drunk is interesting. Oh, my God. Dating drunk, dating sober. Everything's easier drunk. And I think that the interesting thing is like if you have sex sober, as a woman, you got to really want it. So that's why it's more elusive uh-huh. because most of the time you're having drunk sex, you don't really want it. You do, but you want to you want to want it so you get drunk because drunkenness and horniness are the same. They give you the same effect in your brain. They make mm-hmm. you stupid. 
Like when you get <laughs> men get horny, they're like, <laughs> like they can't process. Women, it takes a lot more to get us horny, so we tend to drink to kind of catch up to men's horniness. Because I mean, I I do a bit about it now, but like I for so long was just freaked out by like you would make out with a guy and like within seconds he's like shivering and going like. <sighs> in your ear and you're like did a ghost just pass through you why are you sh why are you so weird and it's because they're getting like drunk with horniness and so i would uh -huh. just guzzle to get on their same page because it does take a little bit of stupidity drunkenness horniness it it, it needs to your brain needs to get a little stupid to have sex because sex is insane nicole how do we go from like being dressed on a date with someone <laughs> to then humping naked like yeah. to animals like you gotta get a little dumb to do that that's insane it is funny to think about that it's like all right we were dressed we were just having wine we got in a car <laughs> you came to my home we sat down on a bed and yes. now we're naked and you're penetrating me and i'm sucking on your dick and i'm uh, sucking from where you <laughs> pee from i mean that yeah. is so Weird, and you went pee five minutes before we did this, so I know there's a <laughs> droplet hanging out there. I just licked your oh, pee. I gotta oh. be stupid to get there, and that's that's the only reason sex happens is that men get horny. I mean, I think that it takes so much blood to support a boner that it they their dr brains become inactive, just mush, because all the blood leaves their like think blood goes to their dick to support that beam, and that's why we like that's why. I think women, we just don't get as horny as quickly as men. And I'm all, I, I constantly try to talk to men and women about like, we're not on the same page. Stop thinking that women get as horny as you. Stop thinking we get wet as soon as you get a boner. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> and women need to understand that men, the thing that I think keeps us from getting horny a lot of times is like, especially when you first kiss someone is like, oh my God, are my underwear like clean? Like, is, am I wearing the right pair? Is my breath bad? Is and do I look okay? What is what is my body situation? He's gonna see this. He's we start to overthink, and you can if you're thinking that hard, you can't. Your vagina cannot get wet. Mm -hmm. Like it's the opposite of getting horny. So I think women need to understand that when men, it helps me a lot when men are like really horny and you're making out with them and they start doing that shivery like whisper in your ear and saying weird <laughs> stuff and pawing at you that is a sign that they're not thinking about the dimples on your ass they're not mm -hmm. looking to see if you have like a spray tan slash shit stain on your underwear like they they're not they're not present so we can relax a little bit more and not like if men are going to make fun of us after sex for something we do or the way we look they're going to do it regardless as if we're fucking Giselle Bunchen or however we are like men will find a way to make fun of you no matter what you do if they want to so stop trying to manage it in that moment like the only way a man will make fun of how your body looks once he gets you naked is if he's an immature piece of shit and that's mm -hmm. gonna happen regardless of if he hooks up with anyone you know and and I think that we I at least always think that Oh, if they see this one thing, if I queef in a weird way, he's going to like tell his friends and make fun of me at Buffalo Wild Wings when they're watching a UFC match. And I, I just start overthinking and that, that leads me to be so inhibited in bed. Whereas if I let go of that, it makes me feel a little bit less anxious and therefore a little bit more free to like go, okay, what am I feeling in my vagina right now? Like I'm not, sometimes I have sex and I'm like, I'm not even present down there. Like I don't even mm -hmm. know what's going on. And then that's when you have to fake an orgasm or get out a toy. And I mean, I rely on toys a lot, but so that's my final thought. <laughs> you're like, can I talk? I, you're like, Nikki, I thought you said uh, you're supposed to stop talking. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes you just got to get it all out, and that's fine. <laughs>
Real quick, we have to take another break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up. And Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. We're back. I just had a latte and I regret it. Uh, what is a latte that's coffee and like steamed milk yeah it's um i that's a good question because i think people that don't drink coffee are just too scared to ask that at this point so a latte is yep at starbucks this is actually a hack for people at starbucks because starbucks is so fucking expensive it's disgusting but a latte (laughs) is half steamed milk half uh or two, two generally an eventy, two shots of espresso, and then the rest steamed milk. But if uh, you want to do a like a layman's latte where it's like half the price, 
you do a misto at Starbucks, which is half coffee, which is giving you the same amount of caffeine as two shots of espresso. And it's not going to be as milky of a drink, but then it's half milk. And so you're still getting a very milky drink and it's half steam milk. So go for a misto. I would recommend to everyone, but my Starbucks drink, if, if, if you want to know, and I do at Starbucks twice a day, every day for like twice the last five years, day. I have given that place what more time money. And what time? When I wake up, so it's either like at, you know, sometimes 7 a.m., sometimes 11, uh -huh. 45 sure. uh, p.m. <laughs> um, so when I first wake up, I definitely, I'm addicted to caffeine, so I get it. And then like later on the day, if I need, you know, like this this podcast for me is at 6 o'clock at night. So I was like, oh, you know oh, what? I was kind of mm -hmm. dragging after a, like, yeah, I had that, that 4 o'clock like down slump. And I was like, let me get a latte just so I'm just a little bit peppier. But um. It is the best drink that I do is a venti latte um, with almond milk, two pumps of sugar-free vanilla, and two one stevia, and that is um, the Nikki Glaser special, and I recommend it. <laughs> I get you don't either, do caffeine. I do do caffeine. I I okay. just don't do milk, so I don't know about cappuccinos or lattes or anything like oh, that. What do you do? I drink black coffee, so I drink. Um, Nicole. A venti or Trenta iced coffee uh, with sugar-free vanilla pumps to your liking. I yes. always, I'm like, however much you think belongs in there. I like it kind of sweet with four shots of espresso. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Wait a second. You have no milk. There's no creaminess going on no. at all. But you don't like dairy. But what about like a nut milk? It's just any, the word milk. No, no. I just don't think I need it because if you put the milk in, you're getting less coffee. Okay. Oh my, have you ever tried one? Cause I know what you're saying, but it makes it like ice creamy. <laughs> like it makes it a dessert oh. and it doesn't, and almond milk adds no like bad stuff. I mean, if we're talking about half and half and whole milk and stuff that can get into like territories where you like feel sick, but like mm -hmm. an almond milk and oat milk girl, like just even a splash. Like I'm asking you get a splash next time. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll taste it. I'll try it. Black coffee is badass. Um, yeah, that's what I love. And then sometimes if you put tequila in it, you mm. have a very nice time. Oh my God. I miss drinking so much. Oh yes, I forgot. You don't drink. So no, no but tequila. I, I I miss it. Like I'm taking voice lessons right now to like be able to sing cuz I just it's something I've wanted to do. I'm doing that too. Really? Yes. Because yes, I girl. I wish I could and it's the one thing that embarrasses me. So I was like I should overcome it. Your speaking voice is so like you do have this melodic quality to it. Oh, that thank you. You would just think you would be. You obviously have some capability of of holding nope. a tune. I'm truly tone deaf. It's no very way. Bad. Yeah, I truly like it's. It's very very bad. But my singing teacher, she's very sweet. I love her. She sages me sometimes if I'm like in a bad mood or I'm like. I think Aww. I'm bad and I'm not going to sing well today. She's like, oh my God, oh, let's, let's take some time to ourselves. I'll sage you. We'll med meditate. We'll have a nice time. My uh, <laughs> voice teacher is the same way. Cause I always end really? up crying because that. it's so frustrating to not be able to do something that you want to do and that you think you sh mm -hmm. should be able to do. Like, I just feel like as comedians, we're always able to get across a point that we want to make, even though it might take a little bit mm -hmm. to work it out. Like there's some way that we can communicate ourselves but singing wise, you're just, I'm so frustrated that I can't sound the way I know that I want to sound like why. Correct. And the, the, the thing that heartens me and makes me feel like, oh, maybe there's a chance is that 
your voice is like an instrument. And I always thought it was, you either got it or you don't. You're either born with it, baby, or you don't got it. But it is something you can learn by just changing the way your mouth moves or practicing different things. Like it's something that I've seen progress on. Have you felt Mm -hmm. that um, shift? I had two lessons and I sang something as a joke the other day. And my friend was like, that actually sounded really good, Nicole. (gasps) Yes! And by friend, it was Matteo Lane, who's like a fucking oh opera God. singer. And Mateo, I was like, really, Matteo? And he was like, yes. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing it. I'm doing big things. Oh, my God. Matteo, talk about someone who's just born with it, baby. Like, He's can so someone have handsome, more talent? Funny. He can sing. He speaks he's- Spanish, Italian and English and probably other languages. I think he speaks like a little French as well. Oh, it's yeah. It's so annoying. He's so pretty. And perfect. He's he's so funny. One of the funniest comics ever. He is so nice. He, it, which niceness I believe is a talent. Like the, he's just a good person. What a good friend to have. And he's so funny. And he also, and and an op- operatic singer. And also mm-hmm. his drawing, his like painting. It's he could do any number of these things. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He's like a full blown artist. He's. A renaissance man. And he literally is sculpted like Michelangelo's David. He is a perfect body. He's an Adonis. I I love him so much. And I'm so, you just want people that are that talented to, you want them to be good people. And it's like, I would, I'm so happy that it landed all in that person because he Mm -hmm. could be a real cocksucker because, and he is. He is. He does love a dick. But he's just a nice person. Give him one. (laughs) <laughs> he an impressionist. Let's not forget that. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's so truly talented. Just perfect. I love him so much. I do I love too. And you love him. Oh, he just talking about him. Even you telling me that you were with Shashir and Mateo laughing, it like made me laugh because <laughs> it's just, I just know how much those two elicited in me, like just fun and like, and he's just a generous laugher too. And that's something oh, yeah. I love in someone is like they're able to especially comedians. I think so many times comedians are just waiting for the other person to stop to talking. Shut so, up. That, so you're like, what about this man? <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's, he's, he's just the best. And uh, yeah, I, I love Mateo and I'm so happy that every time I go on his Instagram, there's like a hundred thousand new followers for him. I'm like, it's about back in time. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely the best. I love him. He makes me so too. happy. Yes, he he does. I'm trying to get him to move to LA, but he's like, no, Nicole, I love New York. I'm, he there's loves no New way York. I would never. Would you ever go to New York? I do. Um, I haven't been in a minute, but I was there for Upfronts, which was in May. Came right. back with COVID because it was a super spreader event. Oh my God. Have you gotten COVID yet? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't so bad. I thought it was PMS. It wasn't for me. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't for me. <laughs> so it was the first time? It was the first time. I avoided oh. it for two years. Um, there was one day where I just couldn't get warm. I was walking oh. around my home just alone with sweaters on oh, and a blanket. Thing. <laughs> That's so and I was sad. like, why? I can't be warm. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's silly. It's uh, and now it's going, it's like surgeon again. I'm like, oh God, I have to, and you forget about it. Like I'm flying in planes. No one's wearing masks. I'm like, this is great. We're back to normal, but it's, uh-huh, there's but like, it's still it's around out there. And we got a twist of monkeypox. <laughs> oh boy. I think I'm going to go get that vaccine. I don't want it. It seems really awful. Oh, is that, I didn't even heard about it. So the monkeypox. You haven't heard vaccine- about monkeypox? 
I mean, I've heard about monkeypox, but not the vaccine. There is a vaccine for it. It seems that, like they're only giving it to gay men, which is strange to me. I get right. it. It's like skin to skin contact. Circuit parties were happening in the summer. But I was like, <laughs> but like gay people interact with not like it's just skin to skin contact. So oh, really? when people are. Yes, that's all it is. And to say it's just I don't know, whatever. The way it was phrased is not good. So when it does start spreading worse than it is. I think it's going to incite fight. Whatever. We don't have to get into it. But Ooh, I girl. want that vaccine, baby. Pump me full of science. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get the shingles vaccine because anyone I've ever heard that has shingles is like, it is the fucking worst. Uh-huh. And I feel like I don't know why I didn't. I just recently went to the um, gyno and she was like, do you want to get the Gardasil vaccine? And I was like, bitch, I thought I was too late to get that. I've already no, had. You can, you can get it up until like 40 or something. I- I'm getting it now. I'm so excited. Like, I'm like, I thought that train had already sailed because I've had no. pap smears come back a little bit wonky. You know, like <laughs> I've definitely had some, you know, scrapings needing to be done of my uterine wall to test mm-hmm. things. So I know that I thought I was out of the running, but now I'm, I'm getting it, getting the Gardasil. No, I got one a couple of years ago. Also, the gynecologist is really wild. I went to a male one once and I didn't realize that the lady standing there like, I think male gynecologists have to have a women's stand. They have to have it now. They have to have that now. And it was like an emergency. It wasn't like my normal gynecologist. I was yeah. like, so this man can't be trusted with my sick pussy. <laughs> it's ill. I know. It's not okay. It's not doing its best. I've heard a lot. I've heard stories, though, about male gynecologists not only not having any empathy for the women that they're treating because they just think we're, you know, we are faking our pain or whatever it is, but also doing some squirrely stuff. You gotta, I gotta say it's a little weird for men to go, uh, this is, is what I want to go into. Yeah. Why? Why is that the thing? You want to look at sick pussies? I understand if your mom died of uterine cancer. So, like I understand oh, if yes. it's like, if it's something like that, but if that's the one you choose out of nowhere, I got to ask questions. It's the same way I feel about male babysitters. You don't, you don't get to do it. I'm not ever going to, I know that there are many of you that are just want to be around kids, but men do the most disgusting things sexually with women and children by, you know, a large margin. So those guys ruined it for all the good guys. Sorry, you don't get to. And guys are like, but I love kids. It's like, okay, well then join the wiggles, Uh, entertain children from a distance, but you don't get to touch them. (laughs) What are the wiggles? It's like Can a I band. So I think it's a, it's a band uh, for kids. <laughs> it's like kids bops. Oh, it's a mimeograph oh, of a band. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned about the Wiggles and mimeographs today. <laughs> and lattes. Oh wow, they look very happy. I would. No, yes. I don't think I want to be the Wiggles. They all have to wear primary colors. <laughs> um, Nikki, we've come to the end. I ask all my guests this: Would you date me? A hundred percent. You're in, and has anyone ever said no? You're so freaking lovable and funny, and people have said no. (laughs) Beautiful and multi talented. And I love that you do things like you're a tone deaf person taking voice lessons. That is the type of person you, everyone should seek to be in a relationship with. Someone who pursues doing things that they're not comfortable doing. You want someone who's comfortable in the uncomfortable. Bullness. And that's not even a word, but I was uncomfortable saying uncomfortability, <laughs> which I also don't think is a word. But um, yeah, you're absolutely dateable. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. What do you what do you want to promote? Your special? 
Yeah, my special is Good Clean Filth. It's on HBO, and I'm also on tour so much until the rest of my yeah, life. People you are, fucking tour so I don't know how you do it uh, because I'm scared of intimacy, and if I stop, I might have to like look inward. So <laughs> if if you want to if you want to keep this uh, train a running, uh, you can see me in uh, a million cities. But my tour, my next tour, kicks off in Las Vegas on um, September second, and then I'm in Florida, I'm in Oklahoma, I'm in New York, I'm in New Hampshire. You can check out all my dates. I go to, uh, I'm in Europe for, uh, like 14 days where I do like 13 cities and, um, yeah, it it goes until November and it's so many cities and you can come see me. It's my tour is called one night with Nikki Glazer, nikkiglazer.com slash tour. And you can check out all the dates and I'd love to, and I do meet and greets, which is one of my favorite parts of the show. So if you like meeting people, you can come meet me and I'd love it. I love it. You're doing so much. What a treat. I love that you're still touring. I can't, I'm, I'm like planes. Planes and people, I have to stay away. Anyway, if you like this episode of <laughs> Oh, Why Won't You Date Me, you could like it, you could rate it, you could subscribe, give me five stars. And if you write something hitting on me to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com. No dick pics, but you can hit on me. Mars, my producer, goes through it. She doesn't want to see dicks, okay? But if you write me something, I'll read it. This person said, You want to date me because I'll make sweet love to your beautiful curly locks every day. I'll fill your hair with so much sweet cock milk that you never need to buy hair gel ever again. Lots of love. Okay. Well, we know (laughs) Nicole does not like milk. She has made that very clear. So you calling it cock milk is not going (laughs) to help anything. Cock milk is pretty funny. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. March into spring with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered 500 megabits internet for $39.99 per month, plus a $100 gift card and price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with a free modem, free installation, and free Wi-Fi your way home. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and manage user access for all connected devices with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires May 6, 2024. Learn more at breezeline.com.